Let's begin with the closures of Nordstrom's. Now, as we reported yesterday during the show, the American chain will be shutting all 13 of its stores in Canada by late June. Uh, its online store uh, ceased operation late yesterday. Now, Nordstrom's has said that they've never made money in Canada, and its departure comes just eight years after Target left our country in a hasty and uh, expensive retreat. Now, the 230,000 square foot retail space is likely too big for one entity. And as we all know, closures of such large retailers can have widespread and lasting impacts on the local community. And I think of the foot traffic alone here in downtown Vancouver. I was just out there yesterday, busy, busy, busy street. And uh, this, of course, announcement comes just weeks after the city of Vancouver began discussions to revitalize and transform the historic Granville Strip, home to some of the city's most recognizable and iconic theatres and buildings. Joining me now to discuss the departure of Nordstrom's and the future of the Granville Strip is Councillor Sarah Kirby. Young sir, welcome. Hi, good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, we were talking about a little of this uh, before we went on air, but uh, first of all, just your thoughts on the news. Uh, what, was, what were your thoughts when you heard? Well, my first thought was, oh, no. Um, it's disappointing, um, obviously. Um, I think as a resident uh, in the city, because uh, it was exciting uh, to see brand new retail. And, you know, Nordstrom's has a fantastic reputation for uh, offerings and customer service. So, um, but then, you know, wearing my council hat, my first thought was, we just started this planning process to um, expedite moving forward with the revitalization of the Granville Entertainment District and a chance to build on what we had there. So obviously this is a blow. Um, with respect to that, but um, I think if anything, it underscores the opportunity that we have to, and I think hopefully put the the impetus on really moving that work forward. Mm-hmm. Um, does it concern you that business like that can't make money in downtown Vancouver? Well, I mean, this isn't unique, as you said, to Vancouver. They're closing all their stores in Canada, um, and so you know, it, it's. I'm hearing some of the. Uh, kind of analysts that are saying, well, was it COVID? Is it the U.S. model uh, coming into Canada? Uh, Who knows? It's probably a combination of both of them. Um, And yes, you want to see retail be successful. Um, I am buoyed up by looking at uh, longstanding Canadian-based retailers like Hudson's Bay, who are slated to and have a great proposal just a block south at Georgia and Granville to revitalize their iconic building. Mm -hmm. So some heritage restoration, but a complete gut of the inside to create a new... um, kind of a new elevated shopping experience mm-hmm. um, with commercial above. Um, and I think if we can create an environment where we can support the Canadian companies as well as local retail, um, I think that that's probably what the landscape looks like for us. So let's just uh, uh, walk uh, walk the listeners a little bit through in regards to the process that has started for Granville Street and, and what's going to happen over the next little while. Yeah, so what council approved for the Granville Entertainment District revitalization for a three-block radius south to Helmican uh, is to an 18-month planning program. Um, and to get that underway so that we have a defined vision for the street because the current zoning is restrictive um, and doesn't necessarily allow a lot of revitalization of the area. But what we also sent was some really clear signals that we know what some of those uses um, should be, such as hotels. Uh, Cities desperately in need of hotels. We've got a shortage of hotel rooms. New study coming out from Destination Vancouver that really speaks to the economic loss of that. I'm hearing about like we're short 1,500 hotels downtown or something like that. Yeah, we're short 1,500 rooms um, Rooms, uh, on an annual basis. And uh, that's really significant because that actually precludes... I come from the tourism industry. My background was the director of marketing at Destination Vancouver for a number of years. And I can tell you that um, our opportunity to bid on world events like FIFA to hold large conferences and just tourism in general um, is really compromised. If we're becoming... The analogy for hotels is that our... Our average rates are becoming so expensive and our occupancy is so high if you can get a room. It's exactly like the housing sector because we do not have enough supply. And that has a huge knock-on effect. That means people are not, you know, those tourists spending in the restaurants. Um, they're not spending in the in the shops, in the retail. Um, and 
it, you only sort of a certain type of tourist can afford to come to the city. So I, that's one of the things that we did with the Granville Entertainment District to say, if there are hotel proposals, let's let them come forward now because it just makes common sense that that's where a great place to put hotel uses is right in the heart of downtown Vancouver in your historic entertainment district where people can have access to all those experiences. Um, and so let's keep that moving at the same time. You said that there was restrictive zoning. What do you mean by that? Well, let's look at the 800 Granville proposal, for example, uh, which includes the historic Commodore, and it's got a number of retail there. Yep. And so they would have had to go for a rezoning process, but there was no um, overarching policy that actually allowed them to come forward with a proposal to say, we want to revitalize that district, uh, respect the heritage and keep the facades, revitalize the Commodore so that uh, they can load in and load out and hold more shows, so supporting the music sector, getting more shows coming in on a regular basis, um, and we want to put office above. And they said there's no policy pathway for them to do that um, because they were limited in terms of the density, um, and so they're essentially stuck. And so that's why we said we need a planning process there, but it's also why Council identified that specific proposal as having some real mer merit to revitalizing the area and asked staff to entertain that one and let that go forward. Uh, to rezoning, um, while again, while planning, because these things only make sense. Like they're going to bring, you know, it supports music and culture. It brings in office workers during the day. It would be revitalized heritage and retail. So we're trying to really keep things moving at the same time while we're planning. Why the opposition to density? Can you explain that to me historically? Is it, is, is it is the amount of light that comes down uh, on the street that we're concerned about? What, yeah, what? part of it was light. I think part of it was a vision to have this sort of lower height, more human scale friendly uh, type of building uh, environment for people that were in that sort of, so it gives that kind of neighborhood high street concept. Mm -hmm. um, but the challenge is that you're not, the economics don't necessarily work and you're not necessarily bringing the uses in. And I think there's also a desire to evolve Granville Street from just being the nighttime nightclub destination that it was in the past and actually diversify so it can become a kind of, during the day, great place to be, during the night, um, family-friendly as well as clubs. You're seeing people move away from nightclubs. They're, they enjoy brew pubs. They're enjoying different kinds of experiences now. You've got uh, the Cineplex that's uh, turning into whole games concept there. So um, I think you're really seeing that customer shift um, on the street, and so that's what it, that's what it enables. Uh, as as a consumer, let's put 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 Sarah Kirby on the politician aside just for a moment. But as a consumer, like, it, it, what's what's Nordstrom's loss mean for you? Is it is it something we just get over, move on? Uh, there's plenty of other places to shop. We shop online now. Or do you think something fundamentally important has been lost in the city? I think something important has been lost. I walked through it on my way over here uh, in studio uh -huh. to join you, um, and it was busy. It was hopping today. Um, probably a lot of people wanted to go after the announcement, I, I'm, I'm guessing, maybe thinking there's going to be some sales. But it f felt like Vancouver suddenly was had been noticed and had arrived when you have someone like Nordstrom that wanted to come in, and it creates some enthusiasm and excitement. And I think that it's the same as the restaurant sector. Like Vancouver's got, I think, some of the highest per capita uh, number of restaurants per capita in the country. Um, and it's exciting. It's why we have a great food scene. There's lots of great places. Now I will say a rising tide floats all boats, not about the competition. And so you, you feel like you're losing some of that vibe um, and some of that energy. But that's why I'm really passionate about seeing Granville Street come back because it's got such a great history. Mm -hmm. Remember all the great neon signs? Um, you know, everybody's got a memory of when they went down there and they either were at a certain club, saw a show with a Commodore. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you want to bring that back. Let's go to Julia in Surrey. Hi, Julia. Oh, hi, Joho. I love your show, and I love how you always address things that actually matter to Canadians. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, I certainly give, I get an A for effort. I'm not sure for achievement, but we do try our best, all of us here at the show. Thank you so much for your kind words. What's on your mind? 
Well, uh, you know, my daughter yesterday was in Granville. Uh, she was having a job event. And as she was leaving the place, a stabbing happened right in Granville. So I believe for Vancouver Council, before they throw all these beautiful plans, they have to come down to earth and see the reality that we Canadians are living. They have drawn this city to the whole, and it's very sad and disappointing that we can we live in Nostrum, and what she said doesn't even make sense. Sorry, she was... These business, businesses are taking for shoplifting, vandalism, like sooner or later, the economy of any business. Okay, well, thank you for your call, Julia. I appreciate that. I think she was referring to vandalism uh, in the Granville Strip. Uh, I mean, this is an ongoing issue, and we've, we've focused on it quite a bit on, on, on this show and other shows here on CKNW. Uh, do you think things are getting better now, or do you think there's still going to be, we need more time in regards to just getting more police on the ground? Well, yeah, I think uh, to Julia's point, public safety is a huge uh, concern and it certainly was in the last election. Um, and we got elected, no uh, surprise there on a promise to fund 100 new police officers along with 100 mental health nurses. Um, and that recruiting is underway for the VPD. So you are going to see more folks out and about. We're hearing it from different communities. I you know, was just in Chinatown this morning and I hear it from folks that um, they are seeing more officers that are deployed. I know that uh, the VPD has a special metro team that they're using now. Um, and so they're trying to deploy officers to hot areas where they feel they need to have that presence. And that seems to be having a positive impact. But I, I hear, Julia, it's, uh, it's concerning when you're, you know, remember your family, your daughter is close to an incident. I was downtown last night, mm-hmm. um, pretty close to there around that time myself. Um, uh, and I understand it wasn't a threat to the public. It was a couple of individuals who knew each other. Um, but yeah, public safety is, a, is an important issue. I sometimes wonder, just as a six foot one male walking downtown, uh, and a couple times where, and I've, you know, having covered war zones, I think I have a high threshold for uh, situational awareness and, and being being aware of what's going on. But I sometimes wonder, as a woman walking downtown, uh, whether it's Gravel Street or other locations, that, you know, I'm, I, maybe it is COVID. I don't know what it is, and it's hard to articulate. But it, I, I just, uh, I feel sorry for women sometimes walking downtown just because of we've allowed it to get to a point where they don't feel safe. And there's something fundamentally wrong for a city in a G7 nation that we've got to that point. And I don't pretend to have the answers. But it, it is like if, if, you know, if I know my wife was walking downtown, I'd, I'd go out of my way to make sure, when are you going? Where are you going to be? And, and look, it's in most cases, it is safe. But sometimes I wonder, uh, Sarah, that the, it's still a challenge downtown for, for safety and the and the view and perception of safety when you're walking around. Yeah, and, and I think that's why having visible um, police presence on the street is important. Um, and I think as, as women, we've all grown up but intuitively, like you are aware of your surroundings in a different way than I think men are. Um, but I also think too, positive place making, like what we're talking about, revitalizing Granville Street, mm-hmm. having energy there. Like when we had the Granville Promenade that we were piloting, where we shut down the street on weekends in the summer, mm-hmm. uh, it was like a different street. The energy was amazing. There were families down there, there was live entertainment going and you could just feel the energy. And so I think it's investing in sort of um, public spaces, festivals, things that, you know, bring crowds and, you know, positive energy and people together, um, mm-hmm. as well as public safety. They work together. Let's go to Alan in Campbell River. Hi, Alan. Hi there. Thanks for calling. I, you're, you're, you're not in downtown Vancouver, but I'm, I'm always amazed at how people are engaged in the city and, and, and safety issues and retail and all those types of things. What's on your mind? Well, I, I lived. Uh, I just moved here five years ago, so I used to live over on the mainland there. But mm-hmm. my thought is, uh, it's big enough space. Turn it into an indoor go kart track with uh, food fairs, you know, uh, arcades and that, like a party place, and go electric carts so you get all the subsidies from the city and 
and, and no one would complain about it. So you wanted to be a full entertainment, uh, 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 I guess, retail outlet. Yes, yeah. Bring people in for the, for the fun. I mean... You know, yeah. I mean, what I, I, else in Vancouver can you do for fun? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think you're a good point. That's that's uh, you see some of those in the suburbs, certainly the entertainment sto- uh, places that uh, you know I used to take my kid to, uh, my son well, exactly. uh, at a young age. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I never, you know, I, I didn't think of it that way. Two hundred thirty thousand square feet. I guess you could put a go kart on the first floor. Uh, I love oh, that yeah, creature. Yeah, I was going to say, Alan, I love the creativity. It is the Granville Entertainment District, so you're definitely bringing the entertainment to it. That, that is part and, of and it. Though. It bring a whole new class of people in. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think partially, I think he raises a very good point. I know I talked about High Street and, and the fact that it brings in the foot traffic and all that. You also want downtown to be accessible for everyone, all walks of life. I guess partially, we've kind of... Um, almost uh, boxed ourselves in to a certain degree in regards to our development. You've talked about zoning not fitting, uh, only certain things work in downtown, and the department stores have had challenges in other cities as well and continue to in a, in a very vastly changed retail market. I guess that, at the end of it, my final question is, is trying to be as experimental and open to different things in downtown to make sure we can finally revitalize Granville the way you want it to be. Yeah, I think it's about the city being flexible about uses, which traditionally zoning and development has not been. And so, like, keep the creative idea ideas coming because it would be really interesting to see if this turned into a, a really great sort of adult creative local food court for example you see one in portland um you know at mara batali's italy in new york um you can have a number Ridge, of i think is doing that too one of those really sort of it's yeah. it's it it's affordable it's uh they're like food courts but they're a bit more higher end than your average a little bit court. more experiential you yeah. can f- and feature some of your local restaurateurs it's a good chance for them to showcase their um perhaps open it up to arts and culture space uh, local retailers could become a tech hub mm-hmm. in combination with an experiential piece like that. Um, you know, uh, Ken Sim has talked about really wanting to embrace technology, um, looking for a great space. So I, I think that uh, what we want to do is be flexible about what we could permit there as opposed to just having a, a dead empty space that's not serving the downtown. Sarah, thank you. Thank you.